0: From Los Angeles. Preventing truth decay. Truth decay. Next. Reality Check. Live. Harry Harrison with you, inviting you to join me this coming weekend, May 31st through June 1st for Contact in the Desert. Contactinthedesert.com. Yep. Yep ufos extraterrestrials all of it it is the big global convention happening this weekend in palm springs contact in the desert.com come and join me carrie harrison Carrie Harrison here. I've spent a decade taking a bite out of conspiracy theories, unraveling urban legends, and grappling with worldwide top secret issues. I've even racked up some of their awards. All while ferreting out the bottom line. Reality check. Live. Carrie Harrison here with you, and welcome to Secrets and Shadows. Well, as long as mankind has existed... He has stared at the heavens and wondered, how did I get here? Who's behind it? Is there something else other than me? Come the nineteen fifties, the term UFO is invented while the Air Force is officially exploring these things that have been spotted by others. So a physicist, Dr. Alan Hynek, coined the phrase unidentified flying object. Now We all in recent decades have associated that endlessly with extraterrestrials and therefore it has become a laughable concept, but it simply means an unidentified flying object. And certainly the military was exploring this to find out if these were Russian bogies or aircraft devised by foreign powers, not necessarily exploring whether or not it's extraterrestrial, That's something that the civilian population has been focused on and, well, there's certainly a fair amount of interesting evidence forming. We see the New York Times, the Washington Post, just in recent times, saying we should start to accept that there probably is something going on well beyond. Our own Navy and Air Force has just, in the last number of months, reinitiated the concept that there is something more to be explored. With that said, I want to introduce to you a guy who... You've seen on television, you've heard on the radio, you've read his books. His name is Giorgio Tsoukalos. He is the star and co-executive producer of Ancient Aliens, the series, the publisher of Legendary Times magazine, which is the only ancient astronaut publication in the world. Giorgio Tsoukalos is the real-life Indiana Jones, and he's changing the way the world thinks about ancient astronaut theory. For many years, he's been working with Eric von Däniken, Chariots of the Gods, and has been the director of Däniken's Center for Ancient Astronaut Research. He's also the world's leading ancient astronaut expert. He starred and appeared in the History Channel, Travel Channel, National Geographic Channel, Sci-Fi, Coast to Coast AM, and all sorts of other international TV and radio shows like Ancient Aliens and UFO Hunters. And he's always reporting on the latest discoveries in the ancient astronaut field. I want to welcome you, Giorgio Tsoukalos. Glad you're here. How's it going, Carrie? So glad to be here. Glad to have you aboard. And you know, just in recent weeks, the military in Florida has upgraded their radar systems, and there are now UFO reportings uh, similar in numbers that we saw in the 1950s pilots are reporting this one after the other after the other and the air force is saying well it must be a glitch but this is the most sensitive equipment ever made and this falls in line with all of your years of research and study and passion that there is now becoming the sort of evidence that regular people scientists people can look at
1: well i think uh it it's uh Truly amazing. It's it's great to be alive in this moment in time because, yes, uh, we are now experiencing open... Uh, and I'm very, very hesitant to say this, but we're essentially experiencing open disclosure by governments around the world. And most recently it was the United States uh, who yesterday announced that uh, the Navy the pilots are in fact investigating UFOs. Now, this is the first time that this was admitted publicly. The fact that UFOs have been investigated and studied and pursued by the US government is a known fact since the 1950s with Project Blue Book and all these different uh, investigations that took place. The only difference now is that every time over the past 50 years that everything came to a fever pitch, the U.S. government usually said, oh, no, uh, this is not happening. Deny, 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 deny. And now this is for the first time an, a public acknowledgement that we, they're looking at UFOs. And I have to say that, you know, UFO does not necessarily mean extraterrestrial. It just means unidentified. However, at the same time, I have to say that of all the things that are being uh, observed today... We better find out soon who it is, because if it's not us, we, meaning the United States, we as a country are in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and UFO could be a, a backward-flapping ostrich. You're right. It doesn't need to be aircraft, but... Um you know, we've been monitoring, we, I say, regular people like me and anybody else with a computer, a laptop, a droid, anything with a chip and a signal through Project SETI. Let's jump into that for just a second. This is monitoring radio signals coming from outer space. You've been right in the heart and soul of that.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, what I find so interesting is that, you know, organizations like the SETI Institute who have it in their name, the acronym SETI stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, they are sometimes at the forefront in trying to debunk what we're trying to do with ancient aliens. And that, to me, has never really computed well because I thought we're on the same page. Because Just because I am suggesting that extraterrestrials exist and they may have been here in the past um, should not be different in Exploring the idea if extraterrestrial life exists. And therein lies the problem that Eric Von Daniken always says that we are gazing at our own navel. We think we are the greatest. We think we are the best. That UFOs from another civilization cannot exist because you know what? That means somebody else is out there with higher technology and, you know, more advancements in in whatever. And... The answer to that is, yes, of course, that's the case. We need to stop looking at our navel, and maybe then uh, we'll realize that the world we live in is way more fascinating than what we've been told.
0: You know, Giorgio Tsoukalos, you just hit something that... uh is kind of an interesting controversy. And that would be you talked about how Project, or not Project Blue Book, but how SETI, and this is Berkeley, by the way, this is not some layabout random college in the middle of somebody's lawn in Oklahoma somewhere. This is Berkeley, right? This is where SETI is based. And part of their function is to disabuse all of us of thinking that it's real, yet the funding is vast, and the network is huge. It seems to be the same as Project Blue Book, where you had uh, Dr. Alan Hynek out to figure out and explain what the UFOs were, but the real mission of the Air Force at the time was to debunk it, come up with uh, you know some kind of deniability, and make everyone mm-hmm. think it's just fantasy, yet at the same time, they were hell-bent on finding the truth. So as we get 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 closer to the truth, as you, for years, with Ancient Aliens, the series, as publisher of Legendary Times, working with Eric von Daniken, doing all of this stuff. The closer you get, the louder they seem to be screaming, yes, but it's not true, while they even increase their funding to find the truth. It's a, what a conundrum
1: yeah it's all it's all very strange in in a weird way contradictory you know and and what i find fascinating too is that many of the skeptics don't even know what the heck it is we're talking about because i actually had a private conversation with um, one of the leading SETI scientists and bless his heart he's a a truly an amazing person i've got to know him over the years and in in the conversation Uh, he asked me, you know, why do you guys suggest that uh, the the Egyptian pyramids were built with the help of aliens but the Romans, when they built the Colosseum, how come you don't say that they required help from aliens? Well, because the two constructions or or structures are not even in the same category. You don't need any sophisticated technology to build a Colosseum because the, the, the stones that the Colosseum consists of are fairly small in comparison to what you use uh, what was used at the Great Pyramid, for example. And I would like to say right here on the record that the ancient astronaut theory, nor Giorgio Tsoukalos, nor Eric Von Daniken, or David Childress, none of us have ever proposed That the pyramids of Egypt, for example, were built by aliens. Of course, it was us human beings who put their sweat and blood into constructing these uh, uh, monuments. However, in the same with some of these monuments, it says that the knowledge with which our ancestors were able to build this was given to them by the so-called watchers of the sky or the guardians or the so-called gods gods. And when those stories exist, instead of just accepting that for okay, our ancestors were stupid and they just had to explain away nature, well no. I'm asking the question who were these guardians of the sky, who were the, the watchers, and who were these gods? Because for all intents and purposes gods, as we think of them today, never existed. If anything they were flesh and blood extraterrestrial whose technology appeared like divine magic to our ancestors, not because our ancestors were intellectually primitive, but because they were technologically primitive. And therein lies a huge difference. So to suggest that a long time ago we've had teachers is not an insult. On the contrary, it's exactly how... Any famed SETI scientist becomes a SETI scientist through instruction, by going to school. Because otherwise, any scientist would not have to go to school since anything or everything is already lodged in our brain. And I think you and I, Carrie, can agree that's not the case. Otherwise, nobody would have to go to school. Nobody would have to be instructed by teachers. And this is what I'm suggesting happened a long time ago our first teachers were extraterrestrial.
0: Carrie Harrison with you. This is Secrets and Shadows. We're talking to Giorgio Tsoukalos. He's the star and co-executive producer of Ancient Aliens, the series publisher of Legendary Times Magazine, the only ancient astronaut publication in the world, by the way. And Giorgio also is the real-life Indiana Jones and changing the way the world thinks about the ancient astronaut theory. For over 16 years, going on 17, 18 now, Giorgio has been the director of Eric Von Daniken Center for Ancient Astronaut Research Association. And as the world's leading ancient astronaut expert, Giorgio has starred in and appeared on the History Channel, the Travel Channel, the National Geographic Channel, Sci-Fi Channel, Coast to Coast AM, many, many other international television radio programs like Ancient Aliens and UFO Hunters, reporting about the latest discoveries in the ancient astronaut field. And, Giorgio, I was just in egypt just a few months ago and went inside of the great pyramid of Khufu. it's only 140 degrees fahrenheit you know and you're kind of crawling your way through i'm sure you've done it at least a dozen times and this struck me we look at the massive sizes the size of each individual granite block weighing 32 tons that's a block, right? A whole aircraft carrier, or uh, like a Boeing 757, is like 840,000 tons. So you can imagine the weight of just one of these things. Now, anything, anything that is massive and is built is going to have an artifact of how it was constructed. And I'll give you an example. We have in Egypt uh, papyrus that still exists with writings on it. We have... Uh, beautiful pieces of gold craftsmanship that point with the most delicate sort of doily level gold and beautiful pharaonic treasures everywhere. And the way that these things were crafted, those tools still exist. If you're going to pile... Uncut stones, well, sure, into squares, yes, but a 32-ton block of something, you're going to need a crane or something so massive to put it up. Everything exists about ancient Egypt except the technology to build these things, not even buried. I mean, there's tree stumps that are 7,000 years old that we found that are buried. So all of this stuff exists except for any remnant. Whatsoever of how they pulled this off?
1: Yeah. No, it's 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 one of the enduring questions um, because you know again. Nobody has suggested that any of the monuments, nor figurines, nor creations of the ancient Egyptians were created by extraterrestrials. However, the the ancient Egyptians frequently, in their texts, are referring to the watchers or the guardians of the sky. And they are, in the texts, are described as residing up in the heavens. Now, Egyptology, of course, uh, relays this into the realm of myth. And they think that raising the question whether or not, and this is a psychological question, whether or not these stories are actually based in a physical encounter, those questions are offhandedly dismissed because the... Validity or the, the, the likelihood of suggesting space travel in antiquity. And by the way, the space travel was not done by us. It was done by the extraterrestrials. So the idea that just because we have not done it yet, that somebody else could have not done it is completely preposterous because the guardians in the sky or the watchers of Egypt may have been these so, these extraterrestrials who imparted this knowledge upon the ancient Egyptians Just like those extraterrestrials imparted the knowledge on the ancient Greeks, the ancient Scandinavians, so it's all around the world that this happened, not just in South America or in Africa, as so many people have suggested, which is complete nonsense. Any and all continents of ancient times were visited, and any and all uh, ancient civilizations were visited by extraterrestrials. I mean, the entire Greek pantheon of gods is extraterrestrial. It's not a, yeah, a flight of fantasy by our ancestors. So if I hear one more time, oh, you're only talking about people in South America and Africa, stop it already. Any and all the ancient cultures where we have stories of the shining ones descending from the sky, those are all steeped in the lure of ancient astronauts.
0: Uh, George Tsoukalos, you're Swiss-born, which means you come from a very disciplined area. I went to school in Switzerland. I know all about discipline. It's a place where all the railway clocks are in absolute synchrony through an entire nation. It's very anal. It's impeccably clean. It's not a place where people are daft and create crazy theories and go off and just do whatever they want. That said, that's your background. You come from a highly disciplined place. And so your being in this field of exploration is going to be based on a really, I think, an impeccable education, not a guy who is just, you know, wishful and hopeful and has no access to reality. So I'm just giving you a big old compliment here. Um, I, I don't know a bunch of Swiss who are just nitwits. Just the almost <laughs> don't exist.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but I, I had also the great uh, fortune that, you know, I, I grew up in the same country that Eric Von Daniken grew up in uh, or, or lived in. And when I was 14, uh, you know, I, I attended one of his lectures that that was – that took place in Switzerland, and from then on, I, I was I was I was done for. Uh, I, I thought that if this is something that I could do in my life, then that would be amazing. And I was fourteen, fifteen, you know, when I discovered or rediscovered Eric's books because I, I was, you know, very young. When I was seven, eight, nine years old, my grandma. Uh, sorry, even earlier, like when I was three years old, four years old, my my grandma thought it was a great idea to tell uh, Edgar Case's Atlantis or Chariots of the Gods from time to time as a bedtime story. So you know, um, you know, and the idea that Eric. Uh, accomplished this in Switzerland, too, is interesting, because, uh, you know, the Swiss are very conservative, Um, so it's all wonderful, because without Switzerland, I don't think neither Eric nor I would be here.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating, and I I would tell you, you mentioned Edgar Casey there, my twin sister, or Twister she i like that right she goes to the monroe institute in faber west virginia which is also full of cia spooks and everyone else and uh uh, i forget was it joe mcgonicle i guess who was able to do the remote viewing and stuff and uh, found submarines during the cold war and was remote viewing uh for uh, the Korean War and all sorts of other things going on historically. But she has successfully and does uh, with a group of other people can bend spoons, light light bulbs. All of this stuff is quite real with the mind and does these out-of-body experiences which are a week long and they take your watch and you don't know whether it's day or night. And you go into these other places. My sister is is not a rube. She's not a knuckle walker. Um, she's a, a very, very smart person. And she does this and she's also not a big liar and BSer. And I've seen the spoons bent. Uh, I've seen all this other stuff going on. And it leads me to believe that there is clearly so much more that we yet, we have yet to under, understand. Uh, we know that we use what 10% of our brain capacity. That means 90% is still sitting dormant. And if it were illuminated properly, enormous things could happen. Um, you know, one of the ways that I've been able to understand a lot of these things that are inexplicable and still considered theoretical, is you say, well, you know, your senses only go so far, and if you can't see it or weigh it, then maybe it's not real. Well, I can eyeball an airplane up in the sky, and I can make a reasonable guess of distance. I can look up at a mountaintop, and I can deduce reasonably, what the temperature might be. My senses, my eyes can see billions of miles away vis-a-vis the stars. So really, we're not tethered on this gravitational bit of dust somewhere. We expand everywhere that our senses expand. So the idea of ancient aliens or current aliens or SETI or the rest of it may not be the way we think of it as flesh and blood, but it may be... Uh, parallel universes? Uh, who knows, right?
1: And and ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I would have argued with you and said, you know, I, I'm more of a, a nuts and bolts kind of spaceship alien kind of guy. But today, I, I would actually agree, or I am agreeing with you, because we know nothing about the stuff that we. Don't know, so <laughs> yeah, I know. And
0: how often do we get to quote Rumsfeld?
1: Yeah, you know, so <laughs> you know, so that to me is is fascinating because ten years ago or fifteen years ago, I would have not entertained talk about the modern day UFO phenomenon. But today, it's one of my most fascinating fascinating topics to think about. And so, you know, I think we really need to keep an open mind about all the possibilities because in the end, I think we'll learn that uh, we currently may know a lot, but at the same time, we know pretty much nothing. And, and that is not an insulting statement at all. Of course, we know that two plus two equals four, and we know a whole bunch of really amazing, wonderful things, but when it comes... To the question of whether or not we are alone in the universe, whether that is on a physical level or on another more ethereal level, uh, we, you and I and the audience may have answers to that, but the great majority will hear this and immediately label this as, you know, people who need to go to the insane asylum and I understand this, at the same time though, I invite all of these people who suggest that to look at the evidence, to look at the stuff we've been talking about, and sooner or later, they'll realize that while not everything that we agree with may be true, 80% is true, and that's enough, it's enough.
0: Preventing truth decay. Truth
1: decay. Reality. Check. Live.
0: Hi, Carrie Harrison here with you. Now you can catch Reality Check Live on demand whenever you feel like it. Simply go to the KPFK archives at kpfk.org and type in reality or reality check or reality check live and up it will come. You can also find it equally conveniently at realitycheckshow.com realitycheckshow.com no matter where you are, what day a week, or whatever's going on, we are there for you. Always updated, always relevant, and always preventing truth decay. Whether
1: you're operating a robotic arm in space or pepper spraying the tramp that stole your boyfriend,
0: the last thing you need is an emergency potty break. Now there's an answer. All new Deep Space Depends. They hold in moisture while you're walking in space and keep you leak free while you're swinging a mallet at the skull of the skank that wrecked your life. Keep Space Depends fit discreetly under your spacesuit while tightening bolts on the space station or under your trench coat while tightening the rubber tube around the throat of the Jezebel that just won't find her own damn man. So, whether you're opening the shuttle bay doors or opening a trash bag to stuff the body of that no account home wrecker, don't stop for a bathroom break. Fill up a pair of Deep Space Depends. Reality Check Live. 90.7 KPFK Los Angeles. Reality Check Live with Kerry Harrison. I'm wondering, Giorgio Tsoukalos, if you have any, I'm just going to call it material proof, but I don't want to limit it that way. But, you know, have you had experiences, seen stuff, researched stuff that has led you to the impossibly clear clear conclusion yep this really really is real more than just a quest I am completely and fully convinced
1: well yes but you can't see in my into my head see to me I've never had a personal UFO encounter I've I've seen uh, UFOs on two separate occasions with multiple people. I've seen them, Uh, so I've openly talked about this, but I've never had like a personal abduction story or anything like that. Now, these UFO eyewitness things happened only in the last five years. Uh, and I have not been doing this for five years. I've been doing this um, unofficially for 25 years and publicly for 21 years. That's when I first began publishing Legendary Times. Um, So, you know, it is... I did not need a UFO encounter for me to become convinced of what I do. I already was convinced and I knew what I was doing 20 years ago, um, 25 years ago when I began investigating this deeply and then 20 years ago when I started to publish legendary times trust me you don't do that on a whim unless there is something behind it because many other people uh, you know they think oh we'll just do this and then you know immediately we'll make money nonsense uh, this whole thing uh, anybody anybody who wants to go into this for personal fame or money I tell you right now leave because that will <laughs> not happen it will not happen you know so that, that's that's another thing it's um
0: it, it is a long long road and you, you build up a lot of enemies at the same time, too. Not everyone loves the idea of this exploration. Uh, we were talking in the very beginning about how the military is keen on finding uh, as much evidence as they can so that they can combat something that may be I- imminent, but they really don't want the public believing in all of this either. And I wonder if that's a two-pronged issue. One, the government ceding its power over to public hope in something that isn't based in the government and or public fear and mania. I mean, I wonder what, what is the spook with the spooks about us being spooked?
1: Yeah, no, and, and that is a, a wonderful, wonderful question because, if you recall, in December of 2017, uh, there, there was this New York Times report about the Pentagon Papers in which it was leaked once again for the 90th time that the Navy and the US Army and the government is investigating UFOs, but now it's, oh, finally it's come out. that I mean, these revelations have happened 50 times over the past 50 years, that yes, they're investigating it, but no, we're not, no, we're not, (laughs) it's just a weather balloon. You know, but now, you know, at least it's out, that they are and they always have, so, when that happened if you recall yes it made its rounds uh, around the news cycle this this piece of news but not many people really were fazed by it so to me quite frankly it can go two ways either everybody was in denial and everybody was kind of like you know shaking in their boots Or, out of fear, and they didn't want to recognize or, or, you know, accept this new uh, 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 notion here. Or the second option is that if and when we will make public contact, it will not be mass panic. Because, guess what, we are the offspring of the extraterrestrials, so why should we be afraid where we come from? So, it can go both ways, Um, and I think that in both ways, ancient aliens, in fact, has helped... Worldwide populations at least entertaining the question whether or not we are alone. So maybe ancient aliens is the reason why the mass panic may not happen in the future. Who knows? I mean, this is pure speculation.
0: Well, I like the way that sounds. In fact, I get to see you, as do many others, this coming weekend at Contact in the Desert, and you're gonna be standing up in front of people saying stuff that uh, you haven't said before and uh, taking questions from the audience. What can we expect?
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm really happy you'll be there, too, because Contact in the Desert, I think they're now in their seventh or in their eighth year. It's my favorite UFO conference out of the whole year, because from May 31st until June 3rd, this coming weekend, we'll be in Indian Wells at this really cool resort, the Renaissance Resort. Uh, and uh, it is... the best, in my opinion, best UFO conference in the world, because you you have everybody attending. I mean, Eric Von Daniken will be there, David Childress, George Nori, Graham Hancock, Linda Moulton Howe, Nick Pope, Brian Forrester, uh, you know, a whole, Rich Dolan, a whole bunch of, oh yeah, (laughs) uh, from time to time, yes. Yeah. You know, so it's just a tremendous event for the entire family. And, you know, back in the day, contact in the desert used to be actually in the desert on sand. That is not a fake story. Uh, and and for, since last year, this will be the second year the event will be held inside an air-conditioned hotel. So anyone who didn't want to go in the past because it was too hot, I, I was with you, man. But now you have no excuse anymore it's inside an air-conditioned wonderful hotel so i hope to see everyone uh this weekend in indian wells because if you haven't been there yet it's one of the conferences worldwide that i suggest everyone should come attend
0: well count on it uh when do we get to see you any sense what night that's going to be or day i'll
1: be there all three nights um or all three days um And my presentations will be on Saturday afternoon and also on Sunday. But if you go to contactinadesert.com, they have a schedule there so you can see all of our individual panels and our individual presentations that we are scheduled for.
0: Plus, you can also go to kpfk.org. We have an expansive and extensive layout of all the different speakers, the schedules and everything else. Uh, it's part of our way of supporting the community and letting you know the cool stuff that's available, <coughs> excuse me, to do. And uh, this is among the top ones. It's funny as we sort of, as we wrap this up here, I keep threatening to do that, but we will wrap this up, I promise. Um, <laughs> In our three major Abrahamic religions, where when we have Christianity and we have Judaism and we have Islam, they all come from the same root and they all have, let's just say, some pretty fantastical belief systems, which if you turned and said that was extraterrestrial, you know, guys walking on water and coming back to life and the rest of it, it might be considered preposterous by one side, uh, and yet the alien thing is almost the same, but it's a slightly more logical in some ways. So there's a lot to be said about this research and the fact that it's science based. That's the way you do it. It uh, is a soothing emollient to me because it feels more sober and more grown up, and you know that gets me excited. I'm just not nuts. You you know,
1: and and I I appreciate that because, you know, I am the first one to admit that the stuff that you and I or that the audience is into the stuff that we are into is crazy and it is out of the norm. Well, it's considered crazy. It is not crazy, though, because um, I'm sorry. I know what I saw with 30 other people when I saw two additional objects inside the dark area of the Big Dipper. You can't tell me that did not happen and that that thing these two objects did not move out of the Big Dipper equidistant from each other and then disappear into space. I mean, 30 other people saw that together with me and my wife. So, you know, um, very, very strange stuff. And, you know, I always am asked, how come there aren't any, you know, good UFO videos out there? Well, the other day, (laughs) <laughs> there elon musk he sent up the these satellites and they all lined up in in this formation up in the sky, which hopefully in the future will not, uh, you know, screw up watching the constellations from Earth, by the way, which is another huge question, but the photos taken from that, uh, that you could found, find in on social media, many, the great majority of those photos were all blurry, so the, the whole question or the whole thing that, oh, how come everybody has a phone and there's not a single clear UFO picture out there, well, first First of all they exist second of all just because nobody or not many people have seen them doesn't mean they don't exist and the 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 answer to the big question is well here you have a line of satellites basically standing in the middle of the sky and not many clear photos taken by amateurs around the world are clear so what does that tell you it tells you that technology is not as advanced as we think so the fact that blurry ufo pictures exist to me is not in any way shape or form an argument against the existence of ufos i mean i don't understand it, we live in really bizarre logical times here um so yeah it's all very strange <laughs>
0: and, and, you know, George, if people hadn't been telling us not to believe, not to look, don't look over there, don't pull the, the curtain, don't take a peek, there wouldn't be any controversy in it whatsoever. But we do have government agencies constantly telling us, don't look, don't look, don't look. So, of course, it seems wacky. But the notion well, of electricity it, is wacky. The notion of gravity is wacky. I yeah. mean, Newton, look at Copernicus. I mean, you know, off with your head on that one. Right. No, and then
1: I'd like to add something, you know, about this whole idea being a, a deliberate government uh, cover-up and all of this. That's interesting, but at the same time, what, what I'd like to observe is that We've all been, especially United States citizens, we've all been to um, the DMV. The DMV is a gigantic mess, and bless everyone who works at the DMV, but you guys are a mess. So... Every time that I am told that you know there's this giant government cover-up and yada yada yada, I'm like, have you been to the DMV to put so much <laughs> um, trust—not trust, but to to put so much to put the belief into the government that they're able to keep something under wraps—that that to me is also questionable. So. You know, it doesn't matter from what lens or from which perspective you look at things, there's an argument to be made for every side. So, um, you know, I sound like a broken record, but we live in very bizarre times right now.
0: Beautifully well put. I want you to join me. Contactinthedesert.com. Contactinthedesert.com. That's this coming weekend. You're going to see all the different speakers that Giorgio Tsoukalos has talked about, including Giorgio himself. You can shake his hand. You can give him a hug. Uh, three days of fun, frolic, mayhem, and merriment, mystery, secret shadows, the whole soup cat and pizzas, one ball of wax in one location with people from all over the planet. It, and about, you know, several thousand of your closest new best friends are all going to be there. A chance to re explore that which your gut tells you is actually happening. So uh, hang out with the folks who've done the heavy lifting for you so that you can get some of the shortcuts to what may or may not be out there. I want to thank you so much, Giorgio Tsukalos, for joining us today. I really, really love this conversation.
1: So much, Kerry. That was a fantastic time. I appreciate it as well.
0: All right, my friend, Giorgio Tsoukalos, star co-executive producer of *Ancient Aliens*, the series publisher of *Legendary Times* magazine, the only ancient astronaut publication in the world. Giorgio is the real-life Indiana Jones, changing the way the world thinks about the ancient astronaut theory for over 16 years. Giorgio has been the director of Eric Von Daniken Center for Ancient Astronaut Research Association, and also is the world's leading ancient astronaut. Expert. Giorgio has started and appeared on the History Channel, the Travel Channel, Sci Fi Channel, National Geographic Channel, Coast to Coast AM, and so many other international television and radio shows like Ancient Aliens, UFO Hunters, and he is endlessly reporting on the latest discoveries in the ancient astronaut field. You can check him out on Facebook, on Twitter. Anything. As I've said before, with a chip and a signal, there he is.
1: Reality check.
0: Live.